0: This
1: is Sunday Recap. Sunday Recap. A weekly sermon podcast with Dave, with Dave, Chris, and, and Joey. Good show.
2: Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho. Oh, it went to the wrong screen. It's not the Pandemic Parenting Podcast, I promise. Well, welcome to another week of Sunday Recap. This week we have Dave, as usual. No words. What's up? We have Jim, as mostly usual, except for last week, because we told him he could take the week off. (laughs) I went the wrong way. We have Chris. Oh, wrong way again. I'm really good at this mirror thing. Hello. (laughs) We have Elliot joining us again. Thanks for being back with us, Elliot. Always, always. Always a pleasure. And this week, special guest Kendrick, what's up Kendrick? Uh, thanks for joining us. Kendrick, Kendrick is our audio visual scientist um, surgeon. I don't know what he does. Everybody's got a title. I don't know any of them. So thanks for joining us. Um, thanks for being part of our day. This is Monday is, or this Sunday was a special Sunday. It was Mother's Day. We asked everyone to love and respect their mothers. Mr. Mm. T helped us out a little bit with that. Uh, if you haven't seen Mr. T tell people to respect their mothers, look them up. Respect mm. your mother. But Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and Dave highlighted even spiritual mothers, especially spiritual mothers, also spiritual mothers. I don't know what he said. But, but I thought that was a good, a good uh Mm-hmm. Good right. add-in and tie-in. Well, this week we're continuing our True Unity series. Um, yeah, from the first four books of First Corinthians, first four chapters of First Corinthians. Um, we were in chapter two, uh, verse six through sixteen this week, and talking about growing up by the Spirit. And so I guess I'll start by saying, let's talk about conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, But Grow Up in the Spirit, can you talk a little bit, Dave, about uh, why you chose that as your title, what it kind of means for our main theme this week?
3: This was one of the hardest weeks, just to be clear. Um, So, Mm. it's, when you just look at this text, it's very much about the spirit, maturity, and, you know, the issues they're having there, but when you're combining it with what he's been doing for the whole series, it's all about the cross and the message of the cross. You know, so I was like really struggling with how to push that together and have concise language and uh, so I went with spirit, but tried to make sure I was still clarifying really essentially here, what the spirit does is makes us believe in the cross. You know, so like last week it was that message of the cross stuff. This week he was talking about the spirit and how the spirit makes that clear to us. So, anyway, it was very very hard to come come to that, but that's how I ended up there, much wrestling and prayer.
4: Mm. Amen.
3: Well, maybe it's it's a good time
2: to define conspiracy theories, because we'll talk about it some, right? We had a question today mm-hmm. about um, Dave saying and calling the cross a conspiracy theory, right? They say that Dave mm-hmm. said, you'll never see the incredible conspiracy theory of a God who loves you in Christ, apart from the Spirit revealing to you through the message of the cross." And uh, mm-hmm. I think the confusion or the, the question, I guess, more focuses on the idea of what a conspiracy theory is. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they pull the definition saying that it's a theory that rejects standard explanation. Um, mm-hmm. It instead credits a covert group or an organization mm-hmm. with carrying out some kind of a secret plot. So how is, mm-hmm. how is the cross a conspiracy? Right. Um, and why would you choose to call the cross a conspiracy? So I think that's mm-hmm. that's good to help frame everything we're going to be talking about anyway. Yeah.
3: yeah. So we came back into mystery religion talk. Paul uses this a lot in the New Testament. We were there in the prayer se- series maybe eight weeks ago-ish uh, with Ephesians chapter 3. Um, so Paul uses this repeatedly that we've got this mystery revealed. And so the conspiracy theories of the first century were called mystery religions. And Christians were very tempted by that. <coughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have started eating that snack. Joey had us play a game before, right before we started, and I grabbed a snack. Um, and so, yeah, so I think the, the jump is the closest thing to a conspiracy theory in first century world is a mystery religion. Paul says Christianity is, is like the conspiracy theories or the mystery religions of the first century, and it's different. It's like them and then it's the secret that people haven't really figured out on their own and it needs to be revealed. You need a secret initiation. You need to be like brought into the in crowd to get it. But it's different in that most of the mystery religions are about saying, I'm smarter than you. You're stupid. But Christianity is about, no, we're all stupid, but God loves us anyway. So <laughs> there's like this kind of similarity and different thing. So I think people get tripped up on Wait, you're saying. Christianity is a bad conspiracy theory like the bad ones today well no it's it's got similarities and differences so I don't know if that helps frame it a little bit yeah.
2: and yeah and it, I mean it kind of was a secret plot but to save the world right and not in a bad yeah, way yeah. Kind, of. kind of okay okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. yeah
4: what, um, Dave had a question I guess with the conspiracy mm-hmm. theory mm-hmm. Uh, would you consider like all of the uh, theories they had about Christ's resurrection um, mm-hmm. a conspiracy. They had so many ways to describe, I guess, to debunk that he actually did, rise. Mm-hmm. Like, they said, he, oh, yeah. maybe it was hallucinations, mm-hmm. and, you know, the swoon theory, and all these other different yeah. theories out there. Would you consider mm-hmm. those um, conspiracies of the cross um, during the first yeah. century?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a conspiracy theory, I think its basic definition is, I think, well, you you referenced, Joey, secret plot. Um, it's generally seen as negative, negative. I think what I was trying to attack, too, is that we're in this weird time right now where Christians are falling for conspiracy theories more and more and Mm. getting distracted by conspiracy theories. Conspiracy Mm. theories. Um, So, yeah, there are negative conspiracy theories that people make up. And I think the gospel is a positive conspiracy theory. So there, there are negative secret plots. And then there's this one ultimate positive secret plot that is... Even in its secretness, if you if you just do a do a search of mystery, every time the word mystery is used in the New Testament, every time the word secret is used in the word in the New Testament, every time the word revealed is you you know, just use those kind of look at those key words every time they're used. And it's this idea that in our humanness it's a secret, but it's our own like selfishness that's keeping it a secret. What God does is reveals it. Um, and so, it kind of turns it on its head a little bit. But yeah, so y- you can use the word negatively and positively. It's it's kind of a negative word, and then the gospel turns it upside down.
5: Mm. Uh, what that brings to mind as you were talking, too, is I think it's an encouragement to keep the gospel fresh in our hearts. Mm, because mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's <clears throat> a lot of the lure of, of these current conspiracy theories is, Oh man, I found something new, and oh, it unlocks it unlocks this, and mm. I'm gonna, sh- I need to share it with everyone. I need to open everybody's eyes to this, mm-hmm. and and so then if you if you apply that to the gospel, you think, well, why why am I not feeling that same passion for the gospel? It's either because it's become kind of old hat, or mm. um, I don't really think they, you know, I've, I've I've lost that fire to have people's eyes opened and to see that you know and one sense sin is a conspiracy and there's the beautiful anti-conspiracy of the gospel so um, mm-hmm. that would that yeah that's helpful to me is to pray and to long to keep the gospel fresh as the ultimate secret mm-hmm. plan god had for the world that's good yeah yeah, yeah that's good that's good I
3: that.
4: what, what are some i guess what are some current conspiracy theories out there because i'm not mm-hmm. i guess i'm not really aware
3: <laughs> yeah yeah there's one that's going around right now uh plandemic it's real popular about uh it's kind of tied in with the vaccine thing so let me try to set this up graciously people have genuine concerns about how vaccines are done i think there's genuine concerns about using abortive fetal tissue we should really be concerned about that absolutely um, uh but it's complicated because doctors have always used creepy dead stuff <laughs> so like with the you know there's There's always been ethical confusions in how medicine is done. So it's not like some brand new thing because of the abortion issue, but the abortion issue definitely is something to be considered. Um, And then you've got this doctor that says she was kind of shut out by Dr. Fauci. So Dr. Fauci is our lead doctor right now. Um, Then you've got additional Bill Gates stuff. So there's kind of a bunch of theories going around about Bill Gates, a bunch of theories by this, lady who's a phd and we all believe it because she's a phd i think it's part of the problem it's like filmed documentary style um and it fits with other concerns we already have you know so like we already have these concerns that our freedoms are being taken over we already have these concerns that government is overreaching you know so it, it fits with you know what i call half truths or small truths and then mm-hmm. it builds on those um and so, I think most conspiracy theories take something suspicious, or they take a fact, and then they, they build out from there. It's the same way <laughs> that, that cults, right? cults work yeah. that way too. Like cults, cults will grab onto like a, a verse that's hard to understand and build a whole doctrine on that, or they'll they'll maybe take something that traditional Christians mangle. You know what I mean? Like in traditional Christianity, we we mess stuff up, and so like you've got the Black Hebrew Israelites. And that explodes because there's been a lot of bad things that whites have done against blacks, right? So then you have this reaction of, okay, now we're going to switch over to this other theory and it explains all this bad stuff. So so anyway, I'm going off and explaining in a lot of different areas, but there's specific conspiracy theories being floated by Christians right now about Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, and like some kind of control from the top thing with the coronavirus.
2: Mm. And there was a uh, there was a really good article from the Gospel Coalition about Christians and share, sharing conspiracy theories and bearing false mm-hmm. witness and, mm-hmm. and et cetera. It was, it was a really good article. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. But um, it's, it's worth looking into, like, yeah. I don't know, what we, what we actually know, what we don't know. But the biggest thing I think that you said on Sunday that really caught my attention in the moment, I wrote it down mm-hmm. even though I was trying to do a million things. So mm-hmm. what you were talking about was – to stop chasing, this is really in your first point, but stop chasing the stupid conspiracy theories of the world because mm. the ultimate conspiracy theory, the ultimate thing that should be mind-blowing to you, that should make mm-hmm. you feel like it shouldn't be the way is, you know, mm. the cross, is God entering that's into so our good. story. And I just thought, man, I need to write that down now so I don't forget it. And that's that That mm. was your main point about even talking about any so conspiracies good. or other, other conspiracy theories is mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it becomes this almost perversion of of the best story, right? To start chasing mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. something else like we need something else or we need some other story or something to dig in or some other place to put our faith or our trust, right? That's a lot of the the sharing weird mm-hmm. theories or sharing weird articles is this idea that we have to have some place that we could put our trust or our faith in? like, see, we, we're there lying to us. That's a place we can put our trust or... See, this mm-hmm. guy knows everything. That's the place we put our trust. And I'm not pointing <laughs> yeah. fingers like they're pointing back at me, too, you know? We're mm-hmm. all looking for mm-hmm. a place to put our trust. So, we're looking for new yeah. conspiracy theories when we have the best story. So Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I just see it again and again and again. And so a way I frame it, I tried to frame all the application with a repent and believe, repent and believe. I tried to hammer that over and over again. Turn and trust, turn and trust, repent and believe, repent and believe. And um, so there's there are, are always things we can repent of. You know, like maybe we've trusted in X, Y, or Z too much. We need to repent of that. But then we believe in the gospel. And so I think what a conspiracy theory does is it's kind of a shell game. Again, I'm I'm kind of saying conspiracy theories and cults op- occupy similar ground, right? Yes, just because sure, you, sure. yeah. you believe a conspiracy theory, that doesn't mean you're a cultist. But it's the same process. It's the same process yeah, of same saying, way. oh, secret truth, secret knowledge I have that other people haven't figured out. And so instead of just the repent and believe format, right? Like, uh, we got to repent of trusting government too much. We need to believe in Jesus. It becomes a repent of believing in government too much and trust in i'm the smart person that doesn't believe in government you know what i mean it's like a subtle switch or like Mm -hmm. um other cults like we repent of this thing that traditional christianity has done badly and instead of trusting in jesus and renewing our trust in jesus and not in our traditions Mm. we switch to and i'm the special people that doesn't trust in this thing that traditional christianity does you know and
4: so yeah absolutely
3: Absolutely. Anyway, I think it's so I think it's a, a similar pattern of, of like repentance and then trusting in how smart you are because you figured out the real solution. That's not really Jesus, mm. 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 and 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 especially
2: when all things have been revealed to us that are needed for godliness, right? Like, oh. mm-hmm. Yes,
4: for life and godliness. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my encouragement and i think you said this hobbies are okay you know it's okay to yeah. ponder and think about this but yeah, when it's yeah. your hope when it when it's your truly mm-hmm. becomes your hope and the thing yeah. you preach i would say also um yeah the two things that come to mind for me are to be aware of so if you're if you're like oh this thing seems interesting and i want to ponder it and i want to study it you know that may be okay yeah. The two things I want to say to, to people who are fascinated by that, it is fascinating stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not wrong to be necessarily to be fascinating. But the two mm-hmm. things I would say is watch out what that does to fellow believers. Mm-hmm. Watch out when that, that causes divisions, because mm-hmm. when you are setting up this thing as truth and trying to basically preach it and someone else yeah. doesn't hold to that, does that? how much does that bother you and how much does that bother them? Because that really yeah, can yeah. divide. I've seen that. The other yeah. thing is watch, watch what that does to your witness. Um, yeah, because I've seen to go the farthest example I can, I I had a buddy who was a flat earther and a Christian, and mm-hmm. and so I know that's oh, a super wow. extreme example. But I saw what happened when he was he was alternating between Jesus rose from the dead and the Earth is flat. It mm-hmm. completely had mm-hmm. an effect on. And, and again, I know that's the crazy, the craziest example. Yeah. Probably but, I could but you start not, but preaching true. two
2: gospels, you know, you start preaching yeah, two things. yeah.
5: And I it's think, and it's putting them in the same category, which is the dangerous thing. So a thing that is like a suspicion versus yeah. this is the truth of the uni- like of all time. Yeah. When you're talking about those things at the same time, it gets really confusing and dangerous. So and, yeah,
2: and and I'll add on. And I think we should move on pretty soon after mm-hmm. this. But I'll add on that whenever a lot of times when I see it, I see comments like, "Well, there are two sides to every story," or. You know, um, or you know, just just putting other facts out there, and I, I would I would encourage you in that there is a truth and there is a not truth. Like it's not that there's two sides and there can be some truths. Like we we move into yeah. this land of relative truth when we start mm-hmm. to push yeah. things out like that and saying mm-hmm. things like um, th- there can be you know two truths or there there might be another side to the story and that is true there Mm -hmm. sometimes might be another side and there might be a side that is more true than one other side but we just start to move into this weird relative truth thing and well you might think that way but there's this truth too and i i just would say we have the ultimate truth so let's Mm -hmm. not pervert that again it's a witness thing i think like Mm -hmm. chris is talking about
4: i said i just had one thing joey on just real quick Um, just uh, for me, I always, in those situations, I try, try my best to see where does it fit in the gospel. Like, how mm-hmm. do I, how do I, like, reflect on that theologically to see where it fits and not promote that in and of itself. But how does it, how is it layered mm-hmm. with the gospel? Um, so, mm-hmm. for example, like, uh, like Pastor Dave was saying about the Black Hebrew Israelites. Um, I mean, that's that's just a that's just one sect. But before you had Black theology that hit, which was the polar opposite of white theology. Mm-hmm. So instead mm-hmm. of saying, well, well, where do where do I fit, you know, as a African-American and looking at the image mm-hmm. of God in its totality, you just create a whole nother like a social gospel and say, well, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus came just to for the oppressed and we're black and we're the oppressed. So he just came for me. And so that that mm-hmm. was a whole nother thing. And so, I would, you know, mm-hmm. I would always say just kind of look at things and see where it truly fits in the gospel and definitely not to create. Mm-hmm. A whole new thing off of that one thing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I think too, one more thing I would add, because so many people in our church get into this kind of stuff online. I, I think there's a difference between hobbies, investigations. Huh, I want to watch some of these conspiracy theory videos. I'm genuinely interested the so difference between that and like campaigning to get everyone to believe it like those are two mm. different things you know like investigating and being curious and like huh what is this you know I don't that's not wrong at all I don't think there's anything wrong in looking into weird things look into weird things all you want I think it's and I don't even think it's a sin to share something crazy and wrong on the internet I think it is not helpful <laughs> I think it is distracting from the gospel awesome. and it is hurting our cause but I don't think it's like evil and wrong I just think it's Unwise, so it's a bad, bad use of uh, bad use of resources.
2: Well, it's we would we would almost say, I don't want to say this, maybe I won't. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's tied to your point, right? It's it's not being grown up, it's being mm-hmm. immature. Um, yeah, sure, to, to some degree, maybe that's too far of a stretch, yeah. but. Um, yeah. But really, so your, your sermon, the main title, was Growing Up by the Spirit, talking about mm-hmm. you know a process of becoming more sanctified, becoming more like Christ. And so mm-hmm. all of your mm-hmm. points were about the immature, um, mm-hmm. really with the tie-in on how to, to not be immature. Um, yeah. But your first one was immature chasing secrets of success. Second was mm-hmm. immatures want insider status. And third was mm-hmm. that Im- the immature are judgmental relativists. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've kind of already talked about the first one some, but anything on your, on your points? I know, I mean, they're obviously text-driven, so I always feel silly asking mm-hmm. the question, like, why did you choose these points? But <laughs> um, maybe can you talk a little bit about the difference between growing up and being immature and what that looks like and why you chose your points? Anything on that?
3: Yeah, I think just for context in 1 Corinthians, this, again, this is a really hard section for me. It doesn't makes this section makes no sense apart from reading chapters one through four over and over again. Like you just can't even really make sense of it unless you you read it in context. So, you know, there's just different passages of the Bible that are harder and easier with or without context. You know, they speak for themselves versus oh, I've got to understand the whole flow of what he's doing in this book. And they were the Corinthians were were kind of showing off. I am mature because of my worldliness, and Paul was. Was flipping that around, and saying, "No, that's actually immature. It's actually immature to base your your status on worldly standards. The maturity is just to base it on the gospel." Um, so I think that was the the move that Paul was making. That again, I don't I don't think it made a lot of sense apart from the overall context of what he was doing. Mm. Mm.
2: Any thoughts, ideas on that? I like it. So, Immature Chase, Secrets true. of oh, secrets of Success, a little bit different than just the conspiracies, but that's kind of your main mm-hmm. talking in this. um mm-hmm. We think, Sherlock Holmes, should we talk about this one anymore? Mm. Turn from it. We kind of already talked all that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Point, point mm-hmm. one's
3: done. I think point one's done. Nailed it. All right, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Cool. Let, me, cool. let me say, Kendrick, I want to just single out Kendrick. Kendrick made a post the other day about something. Man, I don't remember what it was, but you had a, a non-believing friend kind of challenge your faith in the post. You, you uh, responded to that so well. I think it was about evil. It was kind of like the problem of evil. Why doesn't God kind mm, of just fix everything? Sure. And man, that was so good. I thought Kendrick did it. He was a good model of, so this friend had, like maybe you might even say a conspiracy theory response to God can't be real because the world is evil. And Kendrick was, he did a really good job of affirming this guy's struggles and questions like, yeah, all your questions make sense. Those are valid questions. Those are valid concerns. Those are valid hurts. Um, and so I think I just want to come back around to whenever we're dealing with something we consider a conspiracy theory, recognize people have genuine concerns. Don't just go, Oh, Anything that qualifies as a conspiracy theory or an untruth or a cult, you're dead to me. You know, like, it's just, <laughs> I'm saying, make the gospel central, affirm people like, oh, you have real concerns about X, Y, or Z. That's reasonable. I don't know that I agree with this whole theory, but that's reasonable. Let's talk about it. So, anyway, I just wanted to shout out to Kendrick. He, he modeled that really well in an internet discussion. Amen, other brother.
1: Day. Amen. One, yeah, One more yes. question for Go ahead, uh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought the, the point that Dave made that if you are mature, you realize that you haven't matured, right? Mm. <laughs> yes. And, and I think that's what that's where that's coming from is saying, hey, I don't know everything. Right. I know this one really good thing that Jesus yeah. is the one we have to follow. Yeah. And so I'm always, I mean, I think we ought to always be thinking to ourselves, uh, yeah, what am I going to learn today? Yeah, then, yeah. Because we, we, I only find out how much I don't know. Yes. Right?
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask if, to follow up on the Kendrick thing. Uh, so what, Kendrick? What's kind of your? What was your thought process? I know you've. I've had these kind of conversations. Do you kind of um, coach yourself through? You know, how do you
0: come up with a good response in those moments? Yeah. Sure. So, uh, uh, piggyback off a lot of what Dave said is, people have valid questions and, and I think um, my response to that was more like a, okay this is I on my first Peter 3.15 it's like okay I should be ready to give yes, a response right. for the yeah. hope that I have yeah. and I always realize sometimes when I'm dealing with non-believers on Facebook is they don't share the hope that I share and so I don't want to turn them away by having this nasty motto of the gospel <laughs> right, 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 or this yeah. ugly response to their concerns so Uh, For me, that's a big point. It's just great concern, you know, especially when I was a non-believer. I had questions, you know, that I would love for someone to have answered with grace. Mm -hmm. And so the way I kind of model that is make sure that I'm graceful. um, Mm -hmm. Make sure that, for one, I give clear and concise answers. Uh, I I don't stray away from the gospel just to get on their good side. But I make sure that when I model the gospel, it's going to point to Christ Is going to be with grace and I'm going to make sure that I address their concerns because a lot of times I I run across people that, I mean, they're hurting um, because Mm -hmm. they're in pursuit of truth. And that kind of hurts sometimes to be torn between what you think or you know is right, but not being settled on the hope that we have. And so I make sure that I really address their hurts and their concerns and always point them back to the gospel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well,
2: that's the end of the podcast. Since we got all the good wisdom we need in <laughs> 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 But, but how how uh, how I guess is is the conspiracy idea related to insider status? So your second point is that immature mm-hmm. want insider status. What what is yeah.
3: how how is that related? I feel like it is closely related. Um, yeah, they they are all kind of flown together. Yeah. Uh, Man, I think C.S. Lewis talks about it a lot with the inner circle stuff he talks about. He kind of, he narratively describes this in his book, That Hideous Strength, which is a mm. university conspiracy theory plot sci-fi book. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a really good um, book. Yeah, it's really good. It's interesting. And uh, and then he actually talks about it straight up in some essays. I don't remember which essays, um, but how human beings have this desire to be like a part of the right group. You know what I mean? I want to be a part of the in crowd. I want to be cool. I want to be smart, whatever it is. We describe it, you know, we have different frameworks we use for that. And so it is related, right? Our, our theories, our coherent systems, you might be more of a thinker and you're falling for secrets of success, conspiracy theory stuff that can distract you from the gospel. And then you might be more of a relator or a social type person falling for the inner circle stuff right so they're two they're two versions of the same thing right so if i'm more relational oriented i want to be a part of the right group if i'm more mind oriented i want to be a part of the right thought system but they're both yeah. kinds of ways of salvation apart from the gospel
4: mm-hmm. that's good yeah
2: that's good. And i think for me the biggest part from the section was i was was in your application um you're talking about people wanting insider status and immature wanting it and, and the idea that, I mean, you've been given it. You've been given yeah. insider status in Jesus, right? So there's no need yeah. to want insider status. You you have it all. You've got everything you said. Um, you've been given everything in Christ. So I think, again, it brings it back to, you know, the the gospel is – the reason we don't need to want this insider status and want to be accepted and feel like we have everything together. I don't know. That was the biggest yeah. part for me from this point. Anyone else have, like, this point, there was a big thing that stood out to you. I mean, I probably stole the best but just, one.
1: I mean, even hearing that, Joey, I think uh, people are still searching for an identity that they already have. Sure. Right? And because they don't realize uh, or completely understand what god mm-hmm. has done in and through jesus christ in us mm-hmm. and so i think it's really that's the thing we have to emphasize over and over again is that we already are mm-hmm. in the most insider thing you could ever possibly <laughs> be in by what jesus has done and mm-hmm. so our identity is established so there's no question mm-hmm. about it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. amen mm-hmm.
5: well i think too I, I think there's the temptation for wanting to belong to mm-hmm. To the insider group, there's also this big temptation for dependence. I want to mm-hmm. be or or, or independent. Sorry, mm-hmm. and I think there's this just ongoing struggle I've seen through the Christian life of, um, we we just in every way, in every other way, in every human way, independence is a good thing, and you're growing up into this self sufficiency, and and but then in this gospel realm, there's this weird and sort of frustrating like talk about knowledge i need to know this about god so Mm. that what so that i can be okay so that i can defend myself so that i can Mm. look good in front of others you know (laughs) and and so this passage is kind of doing this thing of like god's given you these things freely Mm -hmm. and it's not and and sort of implied is it's not like everything you could ever know but there are these very important, the most important things that he's given mm. you that, that freely. And the, your problem is you don't want to depend on him. Basically, I, mm. I think is this underlying, you know, rhythm that we see. And I think that's just a temptation for us so much. I, it was funny. Cause I, mm. I, I, was unlocking things to me when the, when the sermon hits with the song too, it's mm. so, it can be such a powerful moment where I chose that last song. Um, what's the last song? I know the words and not the title. Uh, Bigger than I thought. Bigger than I thought. And I was trying to, so it's this great thing where as a worship leader, I'm like, okay, I want to lead people into why did we, why are we singing this song next? How does that, what's the bridge? And it was just this like, oh my goodness. Like, this is a song of dependence saying, like, so it starts out, speak to me when the silence steals my voice. So we have a God who speaks for it, like the Holy Spirit speaks for us to God mm-hmm. when well, we don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And then there's this re- amazing, beautiful interplay of knowledge of saying, I want to know everything about God so that I can understand Him and, and not need Him, basically, is, is the temptation. Huh. And there's this flip on our head which says, He knows you completely, it's just mm-hmm. that you don't want to be dependent upon him. That, that's that's what your sinful heart mm-hmm. is doing. Mm-hmm. But the only time you'll ever feel safe and happy and whole is by saying, "I don't have everything I need." He does, and keep mm-hmm. that that coming. Give Give us this day our daily bread. Right. Our kid. My kids were laughing at it this morning. Like that sounds mm-hmm. kind of demanding just give yeah. it to us you know and i'm like but, but what you're saying it is in respectful mm. tone and but it's also saying you're the only one who can do it not me i can't just yeah. grabble f- together my food mm-hmm. you know anyway mm-hmm. so yeah. i just that was that was a thing that really unlocked like this dependence thing that we have to struggle with as christians and embrace this lean into dependence on every area knowledge and otherwise mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so hey,
4: for me, when I when when you when you talked about this, it is it just made me think of um, different systems or organizations that people may prescribe to for more knowledge, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for more mm-hmm. ideas about God, mm-hmm. instead of like just really, I guess, embracing revelation. Like the God of the universe has revealed Himself. We don't really have to we don't have to do anything. Like He's revealed Himself through Scripture, through creation, through mm-hmm. Christ. You know, through us, like as as the body of Christ. So just studying, you know, those aspects of God, you don't need other things that that tell Mm. you here's the light or here's, you know, here's these things. Here's more knowledge um, because it's it's just not true. And Mm. so I've seen that a lot. I've been approached about things like that, about different organizations or ideas to prescribe to in relation to that. And, and And I've always, like Kendrick said, responded in grace. But um, but it's it's always this thing that it made me think of that when you when you talked about it, because mm. all those little organizations will tell you that it's, it's the secret knowledge or this light that you can get, and and we just don't realize that God, the God of the universe, has literally revealed Himself, like, and <laughs> mm. told us everything that we need to know for life and godliness. Mm-hmm. It's it's just right there. And like all we have to do is just study it and embrace it and marvel at it and mm-hmm. and so so for me I thought this was a really good one uh, especially when it talks about the spirit actually is the one that's teaching you um, and it's it's just so true and I think we just should embrace that.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Really good. Mm. So good. Yeah, well,
3: man. Yeah, well, I think one thing, just one more textual thing that I struggled with as I was studying this is it seems too good to be true. like that's how awesome the gospel is so like i'm working through the text going well surely he doesn't mean that that sounds too strong you know what i mean (laughs) but like that's that's the kind of section we're in here Mm -hmm. it's like you have it all there's this there's this opener in chapter one verse i don't know three four right at the beginning where he's like you have been enriched in every way you know like you have all Mm. things in Christ. it's just over the top language and you're like Oh, Paul! Paul must not really mean that, you know? <laughs> like, no, no, he does. Like we've we've got it all in Christ. So anyway, that's just right. a funny thing I found in my own heart as I was studying it. Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: I, I, one more thing I really like from the section was your your, uh, I guess your application probably. Uh, I would imagine it's your application. You're talking about mom guilt, and then you end up talking about dad mm-hmm. guilt, commander guilt, teacher guilt, etc. And Your application was um, basically from a—is it a YouTube video or something? I don't know. Stop it! Have you seen that? One? Yeah, <laughs> it's like somebody or comes I'll in for counseling. Know it's probably Saturday Night Live or something silly like that. But yeah, um, yeah. it's an old Bob yeah. Newhart Heart" video. Yeah, there you go. They come in for counseling and there's—well, I've got two stop words it. for you: stop <laughs> it, stop it. But, <laughs> but I mean, really,
3: stop it and yeah. then turn right. So yeah, turn yeah. and trust. Turn and so, trust yeah, and I was yeah for effect, just trying to say like uh, trying to trying to grab hold of people's attention there, but yeah, it's trust in Jesus, trust that he loves you, trust that he's mm-hmm. given you his heart, his mind, the spirit who tells you what is on the inside you're you're in that inner circle so. yeah, I really like to stop it, mm. stop
2: Point it. three <laughs> the immature are judgmental relativists, mm. so you probably first have to describe what a judgmental relativist is. <laughs> You uh, went deep. You there. went to college. Words, man. Come on. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Time. It was time. I was. I
3: was tripping over my words with that. Uh, so uh, Kendrick and I are in a group of young guys. Well, the young guys. Allow to say me to you're be in, in the group. group yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like. Brother, anyway. not, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. so I'm in this young guns group. They let me participate. I'm the. Uh, I'm the token old guy, and uh, <laughs> we're we're going through the gospel-centered life. And so I I was pulling that um, pretending and performing. And so pretending and performing are ways of being judgmental relativists to bring it full circle. So judgmental relativist, relativist, still can't say it, uh, means you're relativizing your judgments. You're, You're making your judgments relative to you or your favorite club or your favorite conspiracy theory or your favorite social group. You're not making your judgments relative to the holy, perfect God of the universe. And so mm. that's just a constant reprogramming we have to go through. And so the, the ways we've talked about it in the past and other sermons is legalism and license, right? So the romantic uh. licentious person that just does whatever they want, they follow their own heart while they're minimizing sin. They're pretending that sin is no big deal. They're relativizing their own experience. They're worshiping the authentic self. And then on the other side, you've got the religious performer who performs as if their righteous acts can achieve real merit before God. So, again, they're relativizing, you know, to themselves, to mm-hmm. their own maybe holiness standards in their group. Um, and so, yeah, so a relativist who is judgmental, those things go together biblically, right? Think of the Pharisees mm-hmm. and how, like, judgmental the Pharisees were and Christ got on to them about it. And was like you're you're not even really holy, you know. Like he would he would push back that you don't actually love people, you don't actually love God. It's not a real holiness; it's like a pretended mm-hmm. holiness. Um, and so that's that's kind of what the phrase meant. And I was using judgmental on purpose because because I was in the text, right? He was like, "We judge all mm-hmm. things; nobody can judge me." That's like an objective, non-relativistic gospel judgment. Christ has been judged for me; therefore, no man can judge me in a cosmic sense i am free mm-hmm. i am saved i am forgiven therefore i have a kind of objectivity where i can judge all things not in the judgy sense but in a like yeah i'm free to actually make some some judgments in life um, but that's a freedom we can only have in the gospel uh, so anyway sorry i feel like i'm blabbing too much anybody else no, that's
4: good that's good
2: i mean yeah you're basically talking about the difference between pretending and performing is that point in your mm-hmm. in your sermon mm-hmm. right um And we had a question about it. I'm not quite sure uh, if it needs to be done differently than you just did it or not. So if what you just did... I had that question in
3: in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I had it in my mind when I was talking. I feel like
2: you kind of answered it. So the question was Mm -hmm. the application of pretending pretending that sin is no big deal or that we can work our way to God being righteous, how it relates Mm -hmm. to judgmental relativism. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you kind of more or less answered it now, but... Um, your solution is the same solution as th- your other points, right? Turn from your sin, trust in God. Um no yeah. matter which yeah. which side
3: it was or which mm-hmm. way it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kendrick, you've been in that book with us. Any other did you recognize mm-hmm. that from the book or uh, yeah, have I any did. thoughts
0: on that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think uh as far as to like Pretending and performing, mm-hmm. uh, judging others. I think the the as soon as you said that, and I was just like, oh man. Uh, my mind thought of the other day, I was uh, pulled over hmm. by the police, mm-hmm. and he said your back light is flickering. So I opened the hmm. trunk. He helped me put the light in all the way, mm-hmm. and. I said, I didn't know that you couldn't have one backlight out
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, as far if it's not breaking. And mm-hmm. he was just like, yeah, you can't. But most people don't know that. And I was just like, well, how is there a way I can know all of that? And he was like, man, I'll be honest with you. If you knew all of the laws, you still wouldn't be able to keep all of the laws. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a <laughs> gospel moment. Let but, me tell you. <laughs> I, was yeah, like, I was like, yeah, that so, is such a perfect... So Oh, man, and then just so my mind just goes back to that is, um, mm. as far as performing and pretending. It's like uh, once I start to lean to one way or other, like I could pride myself on knowing the law, trying to keep the law, to the letter of the law. And then once I fall into this weird thing of, oh, I'm forgiven, I'm saved by God's grace, mm-hmm. then I can freely drift off into this, oh, that doesn't really matter, too much, mm-hmm. big deal of sin, Mm -hmm. And I think, for me, I find balance in uh, in beauty Mm -hmm. uh, as far as performing and pretending and the sufficiency of the gospel. Absolutely. Uh, Leaning into that, I think, has really helped me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even when when it pertains to having judgments to others, uh, Mm -hmm. just leaning into the gospel and it being sufficient. uh, Mm -hmm. And that kind of even goes back to the last point that we were just talking about Mm -hmm. uh, as well. But I think... The gospel being enough is something that I have to remind myself of daily. Mm-hmm. And once I get to the point where I say, okay, I'm leaning into this, it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the gospel is not something that, you, that I get outside of. It's not something that I can say, oh, I've arrived or, um, mm-hmm. oh, I know it. Now what? Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that I have to remind myself daily. Hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good well, i think sure. i think that's
5: because we are our own black hole right like we suck ourselves into mm-hmm. our own self-absorption and and both of those things you know you're talking about either minimizing god's holiness or minimizing my sin that's mm-hmm. that's all that just like i'm staring at myself over and over and mm-hmm. i one of the only ways to combat that is both this old testament well throughout the bible the holiness of god but you know <laughs> I, sometimes i think of this this old testament like old testament is is more more of the bible than the new testament you know we've got to mm-hmm. deal with all of this just crazy <laughs> stuff you know that some some modern christians really want to ignore that and just only look at jesus oh, you know you don't want to get me and you have to you. like oh yeah right right <laughs> so, so this there's, this there's, this sense of holiness and grace and the sense of God's otherness and nearness is just, you've got to keep that Bible being the loudest voice in your head is is what I was think, thinking about. How do you combat that? Because otherwise you will just evolve back into, I'm my own standard and I get to define it. And that's such a, again, countercultural thing of like, there's a standard out there, guys, and we have to keep staring at it or otherwise we're going to go back to whatever we want it to be.
1: Mm-hmm. So... That's good.
4: I think if I, had a, um, if I had to, I guess, confess a bit, um, I would probably lean towards moral relativism, where mm-hmm. I would just be like, man, like what Kendrick was saying, like keeping the law. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm constantly reminding mm-hmm. myself of like grace and dependence mm-hmm. and just realizing like um, in and of myself, man, I can do nothing and like, I'm depending t- solely on God. Um, and his mm-hmm. grace and what he did on the cross. So I'm, mm-hmm. I always re- I continually remind myself of that to, to never get caught up in this behavioral modification or this mm-hmm. um, morality aspect of it, but mm-hmm. truly like grace and mm-hmm. what and what Christ has done. And it was nothing in it of myself. It was all mm-hmm. Christ and not reading the Bible and just kind of sticking my name in it to say, oh, I look at me So sort of like what Chris was doing. Mm-hmm. what Chris was saying, but more like the Bible is about God and his redemption plan mm-hmm. for us. It's not about, it's not yeah. necessarily about me. It's about God. Like, and yeah. so just reminding myself of that continually. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a, it's a constant thought that I have. So I, like I appreciate what Kendrick was saying, though, that constant reminder. Mm-hmm. Cause for me, I would, if I, I would literally lean towards that way if I didn't continually be stuck in the gospel.
3: So can I make a technical point too? I think, uh, Elliot, you just illustrated something that's really helpful, but I think might've confused people when I was using this language. Historically, the term moral relativists or moral relativism means Mm. you don't believe in moral truth. Right, right, right. right. But I think you just confessed, I struggle with relativizing things as as like a moralist. Right, Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the irony of it, is the people that historically have said, I believe in absolute truth, are the ones that are moralists that then end up Mm -hmm. relativizing according to their social, their moral, biblical moral code. <laughs> right. You know, so right. like we're the church yeah. that uses this Bible translation and we dress this way yes. and we worship in this style. You know, like we, we have these markers, these barriers to entry, and it's really not God's pure standards of holiness, love, service. It's really just these like 12 markers and we mm-hmm. keep these 12 markers. So we've relativized God's holiness and right. made made ourselves the keepers of it. And so, anyway, that just that just illustrates part of the trickiness of this term. So, um, absolutely, yeah.
4: so right, so right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might help explain the question. People had questions. That might explain why I was people were confused because people were like, "I believe in the Bible, therefore I cannot ever be a relativist." Well, <laughs> right, right. We humans all fall into. I think Chris was saying that. And uh, Kendrick was saying that, and we were all saying it. Like, we all kind of drift back to our own brand of relativism.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. I think that more or less sums up the sermon. Uh, you finished the sermon, I don't know where I put my notes, but with a passage about encouragement. I don't know where it is in my notes, but it's, it's the one that's, if there's any encouragement from love, if there's any... Mm-hmm. Someone help me out. Philippians, Philippians Philippians two, two. Philippians two. two. There it is. Kind of a restatement there. Yeah,
4: man, I love it.
2: So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interest but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Just thought it was a good, powerful way to end your sermon. I think we're getting towards the end of talking about your sermon. We do have two more questions, one of which I at least want to answer. Um, So, can we do those real quick? (laughs) Or at least one of them? Uh, The first one is a question about uh, Bible commentaries. Does anybody have... Well, they specifically ask about the five-volume Expositors Bible Commentary, but can you either recommend that one or another Bible commentary?
3: Anyone... Uh, there's a small one that I think is the best like I guess you'd call it lay lay commentary you know like not for people with Greek knowledge and so expositors is awesome it's one of the best but it's huge and expensive there's a smaller one that's called um, it's Tyndale slash IVP
2: InterVarsity Press
3: yeah InterVarsity Press Tyndale New Testament commentary series it's been traditionally done by University Press and it's really good and it's like little small paperbacks. So I think it's it might be more affordable. I don't know. They might end up being the same price because it's like, you know, sixty six small books versus a few big books, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but it's a really good it's a really good series and very well well done. So mm.
2: anybody else have any good uh, Bible commentaries they like? You're looking at your bookshelf. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was just look,
4: I was looking for this one book that had. Uh, it's about the New Testament, and and it has like good, you know, like lay, like professional, all these different topics, mm-hmm. and they tell you like which commentary is based on which uh, book of the Bible. But I can't find it right now. Mm-hmm. But if I um, but if I had to, I guess choose there's two that I use on a daily basis because they're quick. Um, that'll mm-hmm. be the MacArthur Study Bible. Uh, mm-hmm. it has a lot of good notes. Um, So this has its own like commentary within the scripture and um, the Bible knowledge commentary that was kind of authored by a lot of DTS guys. I Mm -hmm. I use those two pretty frequently before I go into other commentaries because they like they they just have the whole Bible. And so it's kind of easy to to walk
3: through. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I uh, I think just straight up. Study Bibles, too, are helpful. Mm-hmm. Talking about MacArthur made me think about that because he's kind of like a pastor commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, the ESV Study Bible and the NIV Study Bible are just hard to beat. Both of those are just really good. There's a million study Bibles out there, but just the ones with the translation names, the NIV Study Bible and ESV Study Bible uh, are pretty good at just... ESV is a little more theological. NIV is a little more just explaining. This is what it meant, you know. If you want to just stick to the text,
2: I agree. ESV study Bible is really good. Um, Other question was about. Oh, go ahead.
5: No, can you recommend for a study Bible for people who think in colors? Oh, yeah. uh, oh, Chris!
4: Hold on. I think I, I think I got something. <laughs> uh oh,
1: he's got I, something. I, I, that
5: is the funny thing. I, I don't know if it's abstract thinkers, but all the questions I have in the study Bible, I'll look in the footnotes and it's like, nope, that's not, you're not answering any of the weirdo questions. Chris, one, of, one, of the, one of the books okay. that
4: I, I love man, is this one, the Visual Guide <laughs> of Theology. It's like, oh it's, yeah, it's like, good yeah, yeah, man, um, it's all visual. It has like. All these different like graphs and charts and
5: oh, yeah. all those type of thing.
4: It's called the Visual Theology Guide to the Bible. That's um, cool. It's really really good. I, yeah, I always
3: I recommend this a lot. Um, cool. Yeah. I don't Thanks, think
2: man. I've seen that before. That's, That's cool. really cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've actually checked it out. I felt like it was a little bit engineer ish. Like it's not super helpful for artists or people with synesthesia, but it's still good. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well I'm not an artist so for me I was like oh wow it's good. this is good like because I yeah, do yeah. I do like visual aids yeah yeah so for yeah, me I was good. like wow but it, if I was I don't know what this means if I was an artist so yeah. for me I like yeah. visual aids and I'm yeah. like wow this is it's these good. charts I can really charts follow this and, yeah like, charts <laughs> and
3: graphs are awesome there's a chart I think Joey had this professor a guy that did charts to go along with Grudem's Systematic Theology What was his name you had that professor oh that's a really good book too tonus tonus he did did some nice charts that are like fold out uh what do you call them laminated charts that will kind of go with the systematic theology book it's kind of nice oh nice Mm -hmm.
4: oh and tony evans has a new commentary i forgot about that um tony evans Mm. has a new commentary that just came out probably in the last couple months
3: i love Uh, tony evans mm. i think kathy iraqa voted tony evans her favorite 80s preacher she did.
2: Wow. Uh, so is a category? Yeah. I don't think that was a category. I think it was maybe modern okay. preacher or modern yeah. theologian maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay. But. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We Let's did an informal poll of the pastors by we. I mean, <laughs> Kelsey did over text message. Oh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> A random late night text. Okay, last question we have is one we get often nowadays and we ask ourselves every day. It is, when will normal services return any ideas? Mm. I'll start Mm. by saying normal, like exactly how we've been doing it in the past, will be a very long time.
3: That's my start. Who's got the next jump on it?
4: I think that's a good one.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I think we're looking for some third way. So just so people know, that's what we're praying, racking our brains. We're gonna have a couple of meetings this week. We're researching everything. We, we recognize people's ache to be together and we recognize how painful it could be to try to pretend we're gonna be normal and then it not be normal, you know? So like, I think we wanna frame it real carefully. Like I just go back to, we wanna do something, but we recognize under under the current trajectory, we can't, we can't do normal. We're not allowed to do normal really uh I should say it aloud mm-hmm.
2: It wouldn't be safe
3: to do normal would be, be safe. No yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. So yeah. so anyway, trying to figure that out. That's the that's the thing we're kind of balancing as leaders. We don't want to like set the bar and go, it's gonna be normal. And then you come in and you're like, well this stinks, you know? Like <laughs> <This is> terrible. sit <laughs> so, low and go high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like okay if we can't do normal, what can we do? And that's really what we're praying through. Wow, that's
4: good. I think uh, Dave I had a question for you. Um uh, I've heard a lot of different discussion uh, since this all started about mm-hmm. like what does this mean like for the church a lot mm-hmm. of people really get stuck with um, this like this building this brick and mortar mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. church idea which hey look yeah. I'm, I believe in gathering but um, yeah. but it's like they can't move away from like we start we still are the church and yeah. we still you know family, having family worship and even mm-hmm. coming online and all those things are still effective so I mm-hmm. guess, like, I don't know if you want to go into it now, but I don't know, maybe an article about it or something just to kind of refresh yeah. everyone's mind about w- what the church means mm-hmm. I think would be helpful.
3: That's really good. Um, so built into the word are some, some things, linguistically, some connotations of gathering. and I, But mm-hmm. I would be careful and say connotations. That's not the only way to define. So the word church definitely has the connotations of like a city council meeting or a citizens meeting a gathering Um, but the way the New Testament describes what the church is the church is every person everywhere who loves Jesus right (laughs) Right, and so I think the the word they're borrowing from their culture seems gather oriented and gatherings are important and we're even commanded don't give up on gatherings you know um But throughout church history, there have been, you know, limits on gatherings and they've looked different ways. I would frame it this way and say, what we do now is the Christendom model. Yes. And Christian leaders for the last 50 years have been trying to take the Christendom model and not say it's evil, but move closer to the New Testament model. And so fragmented small groups and prayer groups and some big public gatherings and some, and lots of small private gatherings and variations of all that that's more like what they did in the new testament they they did both and, mm-hmm. right they did private uh, and public but it, they weren't centered on the public large corporate gathering it wasn't like the only thing so so two extremes when we describe new testament church some people say only like secret underground Uh, you know, like Chinese Chinese. church. (laughs) That's the only, that's the only New Testament model. Well, no, they have all kinds of large corporate gatherings, like large corporate gatherings are awesome. And we love them. We use them. We operate in the Christendom model. We don't think it's evil, but just know we live in this weird time in history where we get to do more of that than normal. And so don't think that's the only way to do church. So it's like, we, we want to continue moving into the future to like leverage big public gatherings as much as we can, but that's not the only way to do church. And uh, I don't know if that helps. I feel like I'm rambling. No, it
4: does. It does. It really does. It occurred
5: to me when you were talking about that too, of like Mm -hmm. um, there there can be this false sense of what we were doing before was perfect and everything about now is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Versus I I think the thing that I keep kind of saying, I've been saying in the services. Um, And to different people, like, God's trying to teach us something right now. Like, He always is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not an accident, right? Nothing's an accident. He he wants us to learn something. And so, I think, and I want to say this really gently, but um, we know that the temptation with the Christendom model, the, the temptation of big event church is to attend and just show up and put all the weight of effort Mm. on those people leading it Mm. and that's not you know i don't i don't need defense (laughs) i'm just saying i know that would that's (laughs) that could be my temptation and so i guess Mm -hmm. my My encouragement is to ask the question for for everyone to ask the question during this time what maybe what was i doing wrong possibly when we were getting together and Mm -hmm. what can i get better at right now Mm -hmm. and that becomes a whole different thing of like maybe I was just showing up and sitting down and maybe I was falling into not being the church, but going to church. And I, I had to have some tough conversations with friends mm-hmm. who were like, are you a part of a church or are you showing up to an event? Cause sitting next to people is not the same as being a body with them. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? And again, I want to say that gently cause dang, I have a hard time with that. So mm-hmm. hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I want to be, I want to relax and rest and, and it's hard to really engage, but I, I anyway, mm-hmm. d- that just made me think of that that difference, that it's, question it's to so ask, good, what can I be learning now, and what maybe was I doing wrong before, and how can I change the way I was behaving when we get to get back together?
3: That's mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. so good. I think for me, I, I got to echo what you said, Chris. I, I Man, I, I would have to, um, I guess, like, confess to that, too, as far as, like, just coming to church and just, you know, you're being fed, you know, from Pastor Dave or you or whatever, but... We're not fully realizing like continually like this is for me to be equipped to do the work of ministry like mm-hmm. in my home in the community like mm-hmm. and things like that um so you know so just really get my ecclesiology right and not mm-hmm. just sitting there um, but really understanding man this is for for me to be equipped to do something mm-hmm. with so now when i go home i can pastor my home, I can, you know, lead my family, I can be in the community, because I'm, I'm getting equipped from my local body, um, mm-hmm. but not just going there just to be fed, and, you know, you know like just sit, sit sit next to someone, I really don't talk to them outside of church, I just kind of talk, you know, those type of things, um, mm-hmm. so I have to remind myself of that continually, I'm not always perfect with it, um, but it is something that I, I, I keep in my mind, and I have to remind myself, and I'm like, dang, I, you know, <laughs> you know, I got to get better with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Maybe I should call this person instead of just speaking to them only at church and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So um, that's mm-hmm. so good. It's so spot on. So I, tr- mm-hmm. I struggle with that as well.
2: Yeah, we're the, church, think- we're the church gathered so we can be the church scattered. Last-minute mm. thoughts? I heard somebody start to say something. I was going to wrap us up.
0: Oh, that was me. I was gonna say, I think for me, my perspective would come from the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, for such a long time, I was kind of like anti-large gatherings, mm-hmm. and I think that's because the kind of some of the churches I come from in the past put no emphasis on discipleship, mm-hmm. and so in my mind, early on in my um, faith, it was like I don't think large gatherings like do discipleship and i don't like that and so i kind of like drew back from large gatherings for a while mm-hmm. and i noticed even in my community people want more like small groups home church and things like that so i think for me the lesson has been um pres- preserve that uh, yeah, right. model in my mind in my heart uh long to be with other believers uh, once this is all over um, and, and kind of more what, so what that would look like for me mm-hmm. even as much as inviting more people that's mm-hmm. something that uh, honestly I could probably do better I'm so big on I gotta be in the community gotta be in the community like <laughs> right. that you know it's like oh I do also attend Grace Bible Church you know I should let people know that we're here so I mm-hmm. think for me it's like it's, it's allowing me to appreciate the large gatherings that we have mm-hmm. and when we go back to lean into it more that's mm-hmm. good brother mm-hmm. good so. Well, thank you all for being
2: here with us. Thank you to Elliot and Kendrick for joining us again this week. Thanks to Jim and Chris and Dave for suffering through it. Um, Just kidding. Uh, uh, We did start a pre-show with a game. So if you're on your favorite podcast listening app, you missed out on that. And I will put it after the music plays. And you'll get to enjoy awkward silences of people running around Elliot wants to talk about Celebrate Recovery. They meet on Monday nights. Email recovery at pgrace.org. He's repping his brand. Um, But yeah, we're we're glad to get to hang out with you and talk to you. We're thankful for the technology um, that we have and the ways we can reach out and connect. Um, We're longing for the day to be back together with you in person. Um, We miss that. We know this isn't as good as that. So we're doing our best to find ways to do that safely and effectively Mm. and in a loving way. So thanks for joining us on the journey again this week. We'll see you all on Sunday at 1045 on YouTube or Facebook for our live stream this week. And we will see you next Monday on your favorite podcast streams or Facebook or YouTube to check out Sunday Recap. Goodbye and thanks for being with us. Welcome to welcome to um, the show. This is the pre-show. So if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, hopefully it's working. Let us mm-hmm. know if it's not. And uh, well, you won't be able to let us know if it's not. That's not how this works. That that was a really good comment. All right, mm-hmm. here's what we're gonna do. I've seen it on other podcasts, and it's fun and funny, but it's a little complicated. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here's okay, how this game let me works. Let me
1: pay attention. It is Monday.
2: It is Monday, so it might as well be complicated, right? Might as well do big. Alright. <laughs> I have to pay attention,
4: man. I thought it was gonna be something easy.
2: Yeah, it's pretty easy, but you have to actually do it. So it makes it a little hard. Alright, here's how this game Yeah, nice. Sideways shot. Here's how this game works. I will say something, and you have to go and find something that meets the description and bring it back. There are points for coming back fastest and points for coming back with the best item. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. Sure. So, nice. so when I say something, your goal is to find something as quick as possible and bring it back to the camera. I have one
5: request. Uh-oh. Can you name a small animal like a squirrel that Dave has to find since he's in the backyard? <laughs> Ooh, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right.
2: Okay. Okay. We're ready. You ready? So, the goal is yeah you're going to have to rip out your headphones too oh, that's dangerous.
3: Yeah. Uh, yep, right. yep. Yep, yep, yep. The them.
2: goal is to find something and get back quick but also find the best thing. So there's points for each. So you got to it my out. Desk. Uh, when you run away the first time don't forget about your headphones. <laughs> don't forget about your headphones. <laughs> oh god. All right. The first thing is That'd be terrible. The, You ready? The oldest object you have. The oldest object you have. Oldest. Okay. Something oh, old. old. What do we have? What oh, are, oh.
4: I, didn't hit, I didn't hit my mic. The oldest object.
2: The oldest oh, oh, object okay. you have.
5: Oh, okay. oh wrong earbud. Turn it. Here All we right. go.
2: Dave's back first. What, oh. oh, I was here without an earbud.
5: <laughs> I was rock.
4: back. You did, I never left because
3: it's right here. <laughs> yeah, but that's not,
4: that's not even... That's not, that's not anything. Hey, what anything. is that, Dave? What year yeah, is that? What year is
3: that rock from this? Um, judging...
4: No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, when did you get sediment. the house, Dave? When did you get the house? Uh, yeah. You have
2: to taste it to find out the yeah. age of a rock. All right, so Dave, I'm going to go uh, my screen left to right, top I think to bottom. This is
3: a sedimentary, igneous, paleolithic... <laughs>
4: Nah. Yeah.
2: Somebody let us know what, how old that rock is. That was a good choice,
4: it's, Dave. It can, uh, only, it can only be, it can only be as old as when you moved in. Based nah, on
3: really. the fault line that runs through <laughs> Central Texas, I'm going to say this is about four thousand years old. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay. Good. Good job. Cheating, good. Good choice. Cheating. Inventive. I
2: liked it. Elliot, what did you bring back?
4: I brought my, um, my old basic Ooh. training picture. Who's that little boy? Ninety eight you know that's so when you were like about, five
1: it's
4: about 22 years old you know i was fly and dapper is
3: that, you that know, like nine, you weighed like 90 huh? pounds in that picture
4: yeah i was like a buck i think i was like a buck 60 man i was just like,
3: like soaking wet
4: soaking Ooh. wet man at fort, at fort leonard leonard wood
2: oh wow. nice that's, that's great
4: awesome. yeah that
1: sucked
2: all right, Jim, you're next on the list, but you're out of the screen. Are you still there? Still there?
1: I know. I didn't have to leave my desk, which is what I'm sitting <laughs> at, and it was made in 1895, 1896 oh, oh, for oh. for a pastor in Scotland. Oh my
3: goodness! That is cool. No, you can't beat that. That's wow, really
2: yeah. cool. You can't beat yeah.
4: that.
3: And
2: Jim <laughs> played instead of just being a judge. I love it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, mm. what'd you bring back? I have this. I can't get it to the screen. It Ooh, is that's old. This is Brooks' anniversary present from last year. It is mammoth ivory. Mm, Apparently, wow. it, our so we do the traditional anniversary gifts, and it was ivory year, but they don't sell elephant ivory pretty much. So I Which had to is a buy like ancient mammoth mm. ivory. So.
3: Elephant That's, guy. That's he, deep. No, oh. no,
5: like mammoths. No, like, like, yeah, yeah. Woolly. Mammoth. <laughs> extinct elephants. Yeah, woody. yeah. <laughs>
3: Dave still beat me, I think, but.
4: Yeah. Dave's doesn't count. I, yeah, well, I don't, I think, I don't I think, think
3: we have so. an official date on my rock, though. I, I, was kind of, <laughs> I don't know if y'all realize this, but I was kind of making stuff up with the dating on that. <laughs> it it with, is older than dirt, though. I'm purposefully the, offending all the real geologists out there. So. With oh, they're going
4: to be, they're going
3: to be hot now. With the hot, bow tie yeah. you wore yesterday and glasses, I thought you yeah. were being okay. Yeah, uh, I know people assume I know what I'm talking about because I wear bow ties.
0: Oh. Hey, that's where it's at. Mine's <laughs> not that old. I cannot beat Jim all right <laughs> hey, no, nobody can beat jim man Aww. Aww. oh jim. Whoa, jim. Nice. it's another little nice. kid picture
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: 2016 <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah.
3: Wow. that's what's up all, all right. right. we're so cute
0: that's a nice pick
2: all right everybody gets a point jim gets two points so that's three <laughs> and points for and jim and uh, the, and the, the guy in
1: the middle is the guy who owned the desk Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. The Reverend Thomas Kidd.
2: That's awesome. That's crazy. All uh, right, one more. Ready? Okay. Wait. Okay, oh. okay. ready? My An object ready. that does not belong to you. So, something you borrowed and never returned to anybody, to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got something. Wait. That's incriminating. Wait. I got,
1: right here, huh? Wait. Yep. <laughs> oh, I got one so like So, something this joke. that doesn't belong uh, to your household. I have it doesn't something. actually belong to your household. I
5: don't think I borrow borrowed anything, man. man. man I don't give people stuff back, man. I don't, I don't borrow anything. All <laughs> right.
4: You
2: Do you know what this is, Joey? <laughs> nope. Hold on. Hold on to it. This is really good. I love all the empty seats. This is the best podcast ever. I mean,
4: I don't, I don't remember borrowing anything. <laughs> Let me see, man. Let
2: me go look. Elliot oh, says, "I am not a criminal. I return things." <laughs>
3: that's great see if you got any of my books elliot all right we'll let a bunch of books there we'll
2: let them keep looking dave what'd you bring back
3: okay so when my daughter bought a new car about five years ago maybe Mm. four she had these in her car either from impact summer clubs or from a guatemala trip and they are like self-contained clipboards that had like colors and stuff in them. She has a whole set of them. They belong to the church. (laughs) So confessional time. I've got a stack of four clipboards sitting over here on a shelf and I don't really know what they were used for or what to do with them. Uh, I I took them them out of her car and I was like, oh, I'll give those back to Joey or Stephen or whoever it was. So, And then they just sat there.
0: Kendrick, what'd you bring back? I brought back a book Doctrine Matters Ooh. This belongs to Neil Grogan oh. <laughs> Neil I hope you watch it brother He's <laughs> I brought this book from Neil One day before the coronavirus We had dinner And uh, I plan on returning it It's just that I'm still reading oh, 6.3 yeah, right. 10 Biblical Convictions on Global Missions So once I finish Neil You'll have your book back Oh, Nice Nice, nice. Chris, what did you bring I don't know,
5: back? This counts. So all of the things I've borrowed from people are buried under all of the things I own.
0: <laughs>
5: so I have way too much stuff already? I don't know. I don't have anything that I give all my stuff back. How dare you accuse me yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's what Elliot said terrible. too. Until he came back with yeah, something. But
4: I, yeah, I, yep, I did. But I have a caveat for mine.
2: All right, what did you okay. bring back, Elliot? Yeah, I failed. So,
4: so someone, so we were when we had a baby. We was asking people to bring us food. And my brother, uh, Andrew Valentine, brought us food on this tray. But he never came back to get it. So, I don't know. so, Andrew, if you're out here, man, we have your wife's tray. I know she's looking
0: for it. So, you're supposed to give it back to him with a vegan meal on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't mind. He you says know. we can do that. I don't mind. We can
1: do that. Jim, did and you make it back day, with anything? One, of you, one of you guys are going to convert. I have no idea what I've not given back. That's I can't right, find anything. Right. Huh.
4: Exactly. I don't I don't even
2: It was a tough one. It was a tough one. Alright. Yeah. Well tough. you all came back and didn't just leave the podcast, so you get a point for that. And uh, if you actually brought something back, you get an extra point. So points all around. Good work. Good work. All right. Last one. Last. No, one. I
5: didn't get one. I, I don't get a point. But you came I back. Can't you it. get a point for oh, coming oh, back okay, and not sweet, just sweet. leaving the podcast. You yes.
2: look. Okay. That's good. You get a point so, so, for just point. Just leaving the podcast. He just <laughs> walks out and never comes back in the screen, you know? <laughs> uh, that was an option. That could have happened. All right. Last one. Uh, it's a... It's, uh, man, I got two good ones left, but I don't want to spend too much more time. All right. Last one. Something... That is expired. Something that is expired.
4: Mm. What? We won't have anything expired, man. What are you (laughs) talking about? what's expired, man? Like, what do we... We don't have have food that's expired.
2: You might. I don't know.
4: No. Tish throws it out all the time.
2: Maybe you could have... uh, I don't know. Does oil expire? Old oil in the garage? Or... I don't know. Oh, Jim's back. Jim's back first.
4: Wait a minute. What, do you, what does he have? Hold on. Contact solution,
2: I think. Mm.
4: Contact mm. solution. Jim's back first.
2: Tell us about what you brought back, Jim.
1: This is a bottle of Renew, multi-purpose solution by Bausch & Loam that expired in 2012. 2012.
2: That's a good date. I'm writing it down. We'll see who has the oldest expired thing, and that was fast. You get bonus points for coming so fast.
1: I had to run all the way across the house to get that.
2: do Do you actually <coughs> use that still? You wear glasses all the time, huh?
1: No, I just rinse out my eyes after I cut the grass and stuff. Oh, nice. or if I get dirt in my eyes? Mm. It's just saline solution. yeah, it doesn't. So many things have
2: expiration dates that really probably shouldn't. All right, Kendrick, what would you bring back?
0: H-E-B, Honey Mustard. All right. <laughs> <Yeah, I don't laughs> <worry. laughs> Funny it, story. Is my it green? got a pretty good recipe for, um. oh, my light went up. He got a pretty good recipe for Honey Mustard, so we stopped what using it. What is that? It. And when I was oh, spring cleaning my fridge, yeah, I, I found this. It? So I kind of had to go in the trash to get it, but. Hey. <laughs> what's the date on it? What's the expiration date? 719. Nineteen. All right. Yeah. Good one. Set my glasses Chris, down. Chris, what'd you find?
2: Failed. That's
3: I right. was gonna make a joke and say <laughs> this
2: game. Oh, good, good one. <laughs> oh, you should have just done oh, that. Should have committed. <laughs> oh man, Dave. <laughs> I don't know. Take it, is it is away from him. Y'all hear uh, mine? I don't know
4: what this. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what this is. Dave,
2: Dave came back with something that he's definitely gonna eat during this podcast. What's that?
1: I'm not eating. I'm not Work eating crimes? this. Oh, nice. Well, I can't read this. January 30th. Oh, January 30th. January 20th. They're oh, wow. <laughs> not expired yet. They're good for another six months after that. <laughs> ah, I can't hear anything I enjoy, enjoy that's it. Good man, I don't.
4: This is disgusting, man. This is buried back in the fridge. I think I tucked it away from Tish. But it's some old avocado, Ooh, man. Oh, that's gross. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's Ooh. terrible, man. Like, Whoa. I was going to use it, but. I don't know what happened. I forgot about mulchip,
2: it. I, guess. I, I think you could use the avocado oil to cook with now. Still, I, yeah. I don't think I don't want
4: to use that. <laughs> we have we have avocado oil.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, Jim wins the oldest, oldest expired thing. He brought back some renew, uh, refresh. Is it actually contact lotion or just saline? Just saline. It
1: is. Uh, it is multi-purpose solution by Bosch. Oh, and Oh,
2: and its date and, and expiration it's- date was in two thousand and twelve. Nice. And he still uses it. Go, go, Jim. So Jim wins That's the oldest hard. item, and I think Elliot wins the most inventive item. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's really gross. You should it throw that away. <laughs> I am. Brother. All right, well, good job, everybody. Wins. Super fun game. Thanks yes. for joining us. And it's time for the show. Cue the kids. Cue the kids.